You are listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. Kia ora and welcome to this week's episode of the Amina Amso Show and Podcast. So in this episode, we're talking about intentionality and consistency combined. Do you resonate with being consistently inconsistent? Like in your exercise, in your diet, in your spiritual life, in your relationships, are you consistent or are you consistently inconsistent? Hmm. This episode is inspired by a book I read by American leadership expert John Maxwell. He wrote a book that changed my life called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. I have a link for you and you can get it on a discounted rate after the show. The law of consistency says that motivation gets you going, discipline keeps you growing. So how does grow or growth in consistency happen? To help me answer these questions, I have with me my two, two friends. One is Andy Rolston, he's a leadership coach and friend, and Shannon uh, Hadrop. Shannon is a mother of three, a part-time student, and she actually works part-time as well. She homeschools her kids and she is a wife too. Welcome Andy and Shannon to the show. Hi Mina, lovely to be here again. Lovely to see you. And by the way, Andy is also a father of three and he also is um, works full-time and uh, he does not homeschool his kids because they are already grown up. <laughs> We did homeschool them. We did actually homeschool them. Oh, did you? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's a great conversation that we can have later on, actually, about um, homeschooling them. Um, but today's episode is more about consistency. And for you, Shannon, um, you've got such an inspiring story about how you became consistent in life. And I believe there's a story where it all started it. At some point before you turned 40... You wanted to do something quite amazing, and that is climb 40 mountains by the age of 40. Wow. And that's crazy. We're not going to talk about that details because, wow, I mean, and by the way, congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> and you've officially completed this goal. Um, but there's a bit of a backstory to why you wanted to do that. Something in you motivated you to wanting to do it. And um, I'd like to know why. What made you decide to climb 40 mountains before you were 40? So I, the reason I decided to do it was because a friend had suggested um, this idea of doing um, 40 cool things before you turn 40. And I thought that was a great idea. Mm. But I knew that um, typically I was the sort of person who was consistently inconsistent. Mm. And by that, I mean, I would start things with the best of intentions, but never get around to finishing them. Mm. And so I thought, when I heard about the idea of 40 mountains before 40, I thought, oh, it's, it's quite a big achievement. It's nearly one a week over a, the period of a year, because it had to all be done in the year before I turned 40. So I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a try. Mm. And when I got to the end, I was just so pleased with myself that I actually was able to, to finally complete something that I had initially set out to do. And it certainly didn't come without yeah. um, its challenges because I did it in the year 2020 and we all know what started happening in the year 2020. There was plenty of things to try and derail me on my mission. 
But um, yeah, that was a turning point for me when I realised I could actually set my mind to it and complete something. Mm. Um, I realised that I could apply that to other aspects of my life. So how how did you know that apart from starting things and not finishing them, how else did you know that you were not consistent in life? And was it only one area of life that you were not consistent with? Oh no, there were many. So I would often find that yeah. I would buy a lot of books and just not get around to finishing them. I'd mm. read half of them or I'd read the chapters that were interesting and mm. then never finish the book. But I would keep buying more books mm. um, because I, I loved the, the idea of what was written on the cover. Yep. Um, also, I would find that for me, my personal prayer life, I would find would be quite inconsistent. And yeah. I would start off um, with a good morning routine and then, you know, a couple of months into it, I would find that um, if it came around to school holidays, um, things were a bit different for the morning routine. And then when it went back to school, I found it really hard to get back in mm. that consistent prayer um, routine. Um, I, I think a final one for me would be um, turning up on time. Yeah. So I would consistently be not on time to events. So, and that was definitely something that I wanted to change. So you focused on this activity, uh, and Andy, what are your thoughts when you hear hear how um, um, Shannon? Um, by the way, Shannon, I'm just going to do a bit of a technical thing. <laughs> I need you to move more to your. <laughs> You're kind of disappearing from my screen, but people who are looking at watching us on YouTube, you know what I mean. And you can, by the way, watch us on YouTube as well if you want to see our faces. Um, Andy, have you actually, when you're thinking about this and you're going, okay, in my life, I've also been inconsistent at times. What do you think for you has been the inconsistency? I actually relate just about everything Shannon said, just about all, all those things that she was inconsistent. I do too have a pile of books beside my bed that are at various stages of being yeah. read or, or unread. And I, yeah, I think we all struggle with that, that consistency mm. and, I tend to procrastinate often and so that's why things don't get finished or I don't complete things and yeah. so you know those things I have to work really hard at doing and I was thinking about the word consistency and what does it mean and how does it look and mm. you know I think thinking about the the things I want to do and so the way I change that is looking at the habits I want to create mm -hmm. and then try and do those over a consistent basis mm. and and I was also discussing this with my wife Lynn earlier and thinking that, you know, when you miss a day or you don't do it is mm. not to beat yourself up, not to get guilty, because I think guilt sabotages our ability to to keep going forward. And so because we we get, get on this guilt trip, we think, oh, look, it's not worth it and, and, and I can't do it. And mm. so I think for me, a number of years ago, I lost a bit of weight and it took me 10 months. I lost 20 kilos mm. and it was a really interesting journey for me. And it was like, I, I measured my calories because that worked for me. And mm. my, my whole goal was my shirts were getting tight. And so I didn't want to buy a bigger shirt. And so mm. that was my why. Mm. And so I was like, every time I 
thought about eating some bad food, some chippies, some licorice or something like that. It's like, okay, if I do this, I'm going to have to buy a bigger shirt. So that really became my why and my driving and my motivation. And we'll talk a bit about that later is, you know, what motivates us uh, because that will drive us and help us stay consistent. And so for me, buying a bigger shirt was my motivation or not buying a bigger shirt was my motivation for mm. that. And if I got off track and there were times mm. where weekend I was working, you'd go out and celebrate. I was actually okay with that, you know, blowing my calorie count out of the water for like 3000 calories because I knew the next day I'm back on track. And so I never felt guilty about it, never worried about it because I knew that Monday back on track, back on the regime and mm. kept that consistency. So that was really good. Not beating myself up whenever I slipped up. I like that. So you're focusing a lot more on why you needed to be more consistent. And um, and then you kind of go into what needs to be more consistent or what you needed to do to be more consistent. So for you, Shannon, what was your why? I think when I look at the things I'm doing now and then I'm trying to be more consistent, it's largely driven by the fact, um, and mine's slightly different to Andy, is that when I knew that I hadn't used my time well mm. or to the best of my ability, I felt disappointed. And I guess that's similar to guilt, but I'd be disappointed in myself and think I could have, yeah, I could have um, spent my time finishing that book or achieving that task or getting through the progress in my study. But instead, I picked yeah. up my phone and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled for half now. Um, mm. So, it was about trying to eliminate that disappointment about what I was doing with my time. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I've done that is similar to Andy is that um, with homeschooling my kids, which I've just started this year, and mm. I'm also studying part-time and working part-time, um, the schedule is very full. Mm. And so there's not a lot of room for deviation. And if there is deviation, then things mm. don't, don't get achieved. And so I thought, well, the best way for me to, to be able to keep up is to be consistent. Mm. And so um, invariably things come along that you don't expect to come along. And, and this has been the last few weeks where I've been asked to help a church or we've been invited to a birthday party that we wouldn't have normally otherwise gone to. And so when we have gone and done those things mm. the homeschool routine has completely gone out for the day mm. and it might mean that when you come back it's it's that much harder to then get back onto where you were in your mm. time table and so sometimes we achieve it well and mm. sometimes we don't but like Andy says I don't beat myself up about it and think well okay today didn't go so well and we didn't get back on track mm. I think mm. okay tomorrow We'll just make sure that we have a really good day mm. and really stick to the timetable. And I think that's one of the, the biggest reasons why I was being consistently inconsistent is because I'd let the disappointment get to me and then think, oh, you know, I'm just not I'm just not keeping to what I wanted to and I, and I kind of just stopped doing it mm. rather than using that mentality of, no, get back into it the next day. Just re It's about resetting I think and I think distractions or um, things that you're not expecting are the biggest things that can create inconsistency absolutely and um, you know John Maxwell says in his book the 15 invaluable laws of growth 
which I highly recommend for you to buy. And by the way, just a side note, Andy is a, a great leadership coach and he actually led a mastermind course where we went through about 10 weeks where we read a few chapters or read a chapter a week and then we had a discussion over it on Zoom and it's called the mastermind course. You can actually take part of that and it really helped me grow because there were other people in the program who were wanting to grow and develop and um, I learned lots of things. It was such a great course and I highly recommend it for you. So if you want to know more, you can go to um, andyrolston.com and find out more about what Andy can offer because he can also offer um, like business coaching or leadership coaching and, and all the likes. So how to grow in consistency. Um, if This is a quote from John Maxwell's book. So if he says, if you want to become more disciplined and consistent in your performance, you need to become more disciplined and consistent in your growth. So how can you do that? By knowing the what, by knowing what, how, why, and when of personal development. So this is a news flash for some people because they think in order for me to be more, dis- more disciplined and consistent, I would need to be setting goals. But it's actually not. It's actually I need to know my growth area. Where do I need to grow in? Do we agree with that? What do you guys think about that? Do you, how do you feel about that? I'll, I'll answer it first, if you like. I, John talks about growth goals rather than performance goals. And I think that when we set growth goals, then we will achieve our other goals. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think knowing where you need to grow is really, really important. And I think sometimes we try and overcomplicate. We try and do too much at once rather than just mm-hmm. picking one or two things, the areas that you need to work on and be consistent on, you know. And mm-hmm. uh I learned a long time ago uh, when I first started on my personal growth journey, networking was one of the skills I needed to practice. And so that's all I focused on for ages. Mm. It's just when I went into a group environment is working on networking, connecting with people, asking questions, learning how to connect. So, Mm. you know, pick one thing and then just keep working at that consistently until it becomes a habit. Because uh, one of the things that he, I'm sorry, I probably should leave um, space for Shannon to, to say what you feel. What do you think? I, I would just say, you see me nodding my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm such a big believer in trying one thing at a time and mastering it. And then mm. once you've got that and it becomes a real routine and a real habit, then you move on and you, yeah. you work at what you need to next. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Because. So yeah. Because I, I struggle with, um, I mean, I found you uh, super inspiring there, Shannon, because you're doing study and be a mum and um, working and all that, you know, together. And I suppose you have a bit of, you had a bit of a strategy um, with when you wanted to start what. So like, I believe for me, I like, I, I, yeah, I have to focus on one thing. Otherwise, I'll just lose control and I just I can't focus and it's just too difficult. But life has to be a bit of a balance. And it's actually not possible. Like, I just find it not possible to only study and only work. You kind of have to do both sometimes. But when it comes to motherhood, um, do you find that you need to, you, you can do motherhood whilst studying and whilst um working i mean how do you do that and how can you be consistent with that 
That's a really good question. That's one of life's um, um, million-dollar questions, and I think it requires a huge uh, balancing act. It's a mystery. <laughs> and it's just, I think it's about refinement of, of balancing those things every day, mm. like literally every day. And at the end of each day, you sort of saying to yourself, okay, what, what worked today and what didn't work, and, and how can I just make little slight adjustments mm. to that? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and like Andy says, not overcomplicating it as well. But also, one of my um, biggest mottos is I just try to do my best, and I I give myself um, a space to mm. to relax and not put too much pressure on myself. And mm. because at the moment we're new to homeschooling, we are um testing it out we're finding what works for us we've done a little uh, few adjustments to the timetable already because Mm. the first one didn't work and so now we've actually got ourselves a timetable Mm. which uh, the kids are happy with and that i'm happy with and so that's really good and um but i was finding that study wasn't getting the same attention as perhaps homeschooling so Mm. over the weekend i thought right okay we just need to make a few little tweaks to the balancing act this week and um, so now I'm making sure that we finish at a time which allows me to get in as much study mm. uh, at that time. And I think it's making motherhood actually quite a lot easier Is at it? the moment. How? Yeah, because we're not getting up in the morning and rushing around and it's not lunch boxes and um, packing your bag and uniforms and getting ready mm. and brushing your teeth and rushing out the door and feeling flustered mm. you know we can just get up and we can take our time and mm. um, I think everybody in the house is far more relaxed and um, yeah I, I feel like uh, motherhood mm. is actually quite a, a lot nicer when you're homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> and do you homeschooled your kids um, as well uh, how did you balance life at the time and how did, I don't know if you remember being consistent with everything that was going around? Uh, I well, we did homeschool. I didn't really do. I was more the principal, so I just got called in uh, <laughs> on special occasions. <laughs> and uh, when when things need to happen, so my wife did most of it. And and like Shannon said, I, you know, for us it became a lifestyle. And my wife, you know, she loved it because she got a second education, and so mm. things were a lot more relaxed. And you know, people used to say, "Oh, I don't, I couldn't do what you did," but they saw her twelve years down the track. And so, you know, they didn't see her when she first started, where she was like Shannon kind of fumbling around with the schedule and what sort of curriculums to use and things like that. It was all kind of a bit of trial and error at the start. And so I think that's what people forget. They see people and they think, oh, I couldn't do that. But they forget that they're way down the track on Mm. their journey and that we all started somewhere and we all bumbled our way around it. and things. So, but for us, homeschooling was great. And in terms of consistency, Mm. you know, you just found a routine that worked and, you know, it was good. I, I worked a lot of shift work and things. So I was actually able to come in and do stuff with the kids and and things like that. So I had opportunity to kind of teach the kids in certain areas. You know, I was coaching sport and things like that. So I did a lot of that stuff with the kids. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Um, so did you, were you aware, both of you, that you had to be consistent with your growth? rather than goals or is it something that you only discovered about it now like that you want to be more disciplined and consistent um but it 
you always thought oh, all I need to do is be more planned and organized but it it wasn't it's not really so much about that it's about the growth did you have that epiphany and I, I think um, something that Andy just mentioned before um, made me think of something that I wanted to add into this mm. um, question and that is um, sometimes what you see um, when somebody's achieved something mm. is, is the end result mm. and where they go and you think yeah that's great and wow I could never do that but those people will have had days where they didn't want to get up in the morning and they didn't want to do the study or they um, I'm going to apply this to um, Olympians because I always used to have um, quite an admiration for the effort that Olympians put in mm. just to get to the Olympics and then um, to compete as well under all of that pressure. And I thought, I like that idea that it's not what you do that's amazing but it's those little things that you do every day mm. that all add up and that all count towards mm. that consistency and in mm. the end the end result and the goal that you're hoping to achieve mm. and so for me at the moment one thing that um is my focus my, my wonderful focus is about every morning when the alarm goes off mm. i snooze it once only <laughs> and then the second time i'm up I think one of the things Shannon's kind of mentioned without mentioning it is reflection and we talked about that last episode Mina and and I think that is so powerful is to at the end of the day reflect on what you've done today have I been consistent what worked well today Mm -hmm. Uh, what didn't work so well and then get back on track and make those little tweaks as Shannon said so I just love that thing Mm -hmm. you know reflecting and consistency I think really go hand in hand in terms of your ability to stay on track and focus is, mm. you know, reflect on every day how you're doing, how you're tracking. That's mm. the measurement. And so uh, growth, I, I, yeah, I love the fact of growth and just working on things. And so I never used to be like that. I got into my personal growth journey early, but never consciously did it. Mm. And so uh, I'm a lot more intentional about it now and a lot more focused on, being a better person, even mm. though perhaps some of the stuff has been more kind of naturally happened, uh, way more focused on that. And so, yeah, I do a lot of reflecting and thinking about, you know, the day, have I achieved what I need to achieve? And I don't overload my day either. You know, I don't load it up so that I'm totally busy. <clears throat> I'm more about being productive. You know, what do I need to do today to be productive? And it can only be one or two things. And that's okay. And if there's mm. gaps, then that's right. We need to create margin in our life to reflect and all those sort of things. So I don't try not to get busy, but I try to be productive. Mm. Yeah. I really appreciate that about you too, Andy, because you have a real knack for checking 
with yourself at the end of each day, having an um, um, examination of conscience <laughs> when it comes to how you did in that day. And um, I must say, I found it difficult to remember to do that. So, um, but it's so important having to sit down because that's evaluated experience. If you only do experience, that's not going to teach you much. If you sit down and evaluate your experience, then that is actually what's going to help you improve and grow into the next best version of yourself. Because this is the whole point of this season is to talk about ways that we can do and ways to improve to become the best version of ourselves. And there's a real nice quote here as well from the book that I'd like to mention, perhaps to somebody who isn't sure on what they need to improve on. He says, John says, all the time I see people with purpose who are inconsistent in their progress. They have the ambition to succeed and they show aptitude for their job, yet they do not move forward. So why is that? Because they think they can master their job and don't need to master themselves. What a misery. <laughs> it doesn't say misery. It says what a mistake, but it's a misery, actually. Your future is not is really dependent upon your personal growth. Improving your daily guarantees you a future filled with possibilities. So when you expand yourself, you expand your horizon, your options, and your opportunities, and your potential. So it's about adding fuel to your car rather than just adding oil <laughs> I don't know <laughs> trying to find a, an example so yeah the whole growth is like the backbone of the change the growth personal growth is all part of the change and what is your personal growth journey today is it about just getting more money or personal growth I, I mean do you just want to be someone who's successful yeah, so how do you get that? So it is actually about growth. And when you have a growth consciousness, you tend to focus more on like the, um, the journey rather than the destination. And that's what John, John as well says in his book. You mature. Um, you, it's a lifelong thing. It's not seasonal. Um, the, gro the growth mindset changes you, not challenges you. And it keeps you growing beyond the goal. As opposed to if it's you've got a goal mindset, it's uh, you're being stopped when the goal is reached. And he talks lots about like this chapter is full and Dandy knows it so well. And uh, I was, you know, going back uh, at this chapter earlier today and I was thinking, I need to read this book again. <laughs> and I need to read this chapter like 50 times. So this is um, uh, any final words for you, um, Andy, before we wrap up? I think just <clears throat> quickly going back, you talked about how I reflect at the end of the day and I've got consistent in that. And I've worked at that. Mm. But not everybody can sit down and write things. So, but one of the things we do as a family is we always have dinner together. And so we use that time as a reflection time. It's like, mm. you know, how was your day? What was your highlight of the day? What went well? Mm. And so you can use that time to reflect as well in, in that environment rather than being on your own. So that might be helpful for people rather than sit down on their own thinking, oh, because when you sit down and try it the first time, it's hopeless. You think, you know, what do I write? What, you know, and, mm. and what do I think about? Because your mind just goes all over the place. So uh, we often do that at the dinner table 
and reflect on our day and think about talk about what's gone well and and perhaps what hasn't so mm. that can be helpful but you know focus on one thing and and yeah. you're right growth starts with the person you know and my goal is to be a better person every day mm. beautiful what about you shannon any thoughts I think my final um, thoughts on this would be not to let um, setbacks or um, challenges mm. stop you from continuing to, to pursue your goal. Mm. So I think, um, and I'm, I'm trying to in my head at this time remember this quote that's really good, but um, it's something along these lines that failure is not necessarily um, the end of it but it's an opportunity for refinement and an opportunity for learning. Mm. So just try not to let yourself get discouraged mm. when, when the path becomes a little more challenging, mm. but just reset, try to get some some order and just um, keep doing your best. And, That's and right. Review yeah. it as just that little steps of growth and eventually you will get there. Uh, true words of wisdom there, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show, um, Andy and Shannon. Um, it's been lovely. You're welcome. Now you can actually check our podcast and show on YouTube and Spotify and um, you can leave us a review on Spotify. That will be super awesome and really helpful. And if you like this episode, would you please tell someone about it? Because someone can be helped if you know someone who's maybe struggling with inconsistency and, you know, kind of trying to get on track again. And perhaps this conversation is a bit of a boost. So thank you so much for listening for tonight's so today's episode. Until next week. See you later. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? If you enjoyed it so much, would you please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts? Because that would really help get the message out. We also want to continue talking potential with you and discuss it. So you can head over to our Facebook private group and keep the conversation going. That is very important in reaching one's fullest potential, which is to listen, to think about your own situation and discuss it with other people on the same page. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Until next week, Hairira.